Hi, and welcome to our special Halloween edition of Now Streaming for the month of October 2021. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us. Jen and I are here to give you some spooky and seasonal streaming recommendations, as well as letting you know where you can find some of the movies from recent and upcoming episodes of the podcast. We'd also like to let you know that you can follow the podcast on social media. Our Facebook page is Every Romcom Podcast and Blog. Our Instagram is at Every Romcom, and our Twitter handle is at Every Romcom Pod. And as always, you can find the podcast at everyromcom.com. Send us feedback at feedback at everyromcom.com. And if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And now for the month of October 2021, we'll let you know what's streaming. First, here's where you can find some of the movies in our horror rom-com series. For our last episode, we featured Happy Death Day, a PG-13 time loop slasher with a side of rom-com. You can find Happy Death Day on FX Now and Spectrum. Soon, we'll be releasing our episode on 2019's zombie rom-com Little Monsters, featuring Lupita Nyong'o fighting zombies on a kindergarten field trip. You can find Little Monsters on Hulu. And later in the month, we'll be releasing an episode about the zombie romance Warm Bodies, which you can stream on HBO Max, Cinemax, or Spectrum. And especially since I work at a library now, I'd like to remind you that you can also find most of these movies at your local library. At the end of most episodes, you'll find recommendations for movies to watch as a double feature with the movie we're discussing that week. Here are some of the double feature recommendations for Happy Death Day. I recommended watching the sequel to Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to You, which is also available on FX Now and Spectrum. Sybil recommended Freaky, also directed by Christopher Landon, the director of Happy Death Day, available on HBO Max and Spectrum. I recommended Disturbia, written by Christopher Landon, available on HBO Max and Spectrum. Sybil recommended Triangle, a time loop thriller available on Prime, the Roku Channel, Peacock, Tubi, Canopy, IMDb TV, Pluto TV, FilmRise, Voodoo, Redbox, Fossum, and Electric Now. That is available, it seems like, everywhere. everywhere. I didn't even know some of those things existed. Wow. I know. <laughs> exactly. I recommended Scream 2, another intelligent slasher set at a college, which is available on Pluto TV, Philo, AMC Plus, and Spectrum. And finally, Sybil recommended Palm Springs, another time loop romance available on Hulu. And now we'll get into our recommendations for romantic and or funny movies and TV shows that will fill you with the Halloween spirit. Okay, so my first recommendation, uh, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like um, it's from 1992, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, Bram Stoker's Dracula. This movie, like, I think is the ultimate horror romance. Um, it takes the original Dracula story and it just adds like this romantic twist to it. So in this version, Mina, who is like the main uh, female character in the, in the novel Dracula, is actually the reincarnation of Vlad Dracul's long dead wife. And like in lesser hands, this concept could turn cheesy. But in the hands of these creators, this becomes 
just an amazing story. It really builds on the original Dracula story and gives like Dracula kind of a motive for why he's focusing so much on this one, you know, Victorian woman. And another thing about this, even though it adds this twist, it's actually probably the most faithful adaptation of the book Dracula, which I've also read several times because it leaves in a lot of side characters that most adaptations take out. It has a much bigger role for Lucy, who's actually very important in the book. And so if you're like a literary person, like this is the version you want to watch too. And then the other thing I love about this movie, everything in it is so lush. So the, mm-hmm. the score is amazing. The costuming um, by Eiko Ishioka actually won the Oscar that year. Um, and it deservedly so. Like some of the most amazing gowns I've ever seen. Are, and, and Dracula's costumes too are mm-hmm. in this movie. And then the production design is gorgeous. And then another thing that's great about this is that Francis Ford Coppola chose not to use like CGI, but rather to use like practical effects and in-camera effects and just use tricks that they used in the early days of filmmaking, which coincides with the era he's actually making a movie about. So mm. it's, it's really awesome like types of like filmmaking that you're not going to see that often in a modern film so just like film nerds should also watch this movie and then gary oldman is just the best dracula his performance is great and he has simultaneously never been more attractive or less attractive because he goes from (laughs) there's everything from like this really hot victorian bohemian guy to being like literally like a pile of rats so yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> one one minute you want to sleep with him, the next minute you want to run away from him. So it's 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 great. And then the supporting cast, we've got Winona Ryder, Sadie Frost as Lucy, Richard E. Grant, Tom Waits, Anthony Hopkins, and more. And then Keanu Reeves is also in the film, I should mention, because there's a lot of people who are into Keanu Reeves these days. But like I can't decide if his acting is like just bad or if it's like bad in service of the story. Because like usually when you read Dracula, you want Mina and Jonathan Harker to be happy together, like for him to rescue her from Dracula. But in this movie, I really think that you kind of want Jonathan Harker to not seem that appealing so that you can play up the Mina Dracula romance. So maybe the bad acting worked. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it was on purpose. But either way, if you like Keanu Reeves, he is also present. So <laughs> Anyway, I love this movie. Totally check it out. It is currently available on Pluto TV and Philo. Definitely probably also at your library. Well, my vampire pick, <laughs> also from 1992, is... Wow, wow. really? It's also yeah, from 1992? I just noticed that in our notes okay. here. Yeah. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie, not the TV series. Um, it's available on Tubi and IMDb TV. And, um, you know, this is where it's all began. I'm, I know that there are diehard Buffy and Angel fans and they know the whole canon and story and whatnot. Um, it had been a long time since I'd seen this. So it was fun to revisit. And of course, Joss Whedon is our writer and, you know, he's the king. Um, so it's starring Christy Swanson, whom I never saw again after this. I don't know that she did a whole lot. And it's kind of sad because I really like her performance as Buffy. Donald Sutherland as Merrick, the everlasting Slayer trainer. Um, he's so creepy, <laughs> even when he's not supposed to be. I think he's just still really creepy. And then there's Paul Rubin. You know, Pee Wee Herman just cracks me up. He is very funny in this. He plays a vampire kind of henchman for Lothos. And Lothos is played by Rutger Hauer, um, who is more of like a serious 
straight actor and for him to be in this kind of ridiculous rompy thing is very funny and then there's luke perry hashtag luke perry forever (laughs) as pike the reluctant love interest um and then i know that people know this about this lore that hillary swank is in it i forgot at how much she's in it like she's the ultimate stuck up shallow popular valley girl high schooler giving us the famous line get out of my facial (laughs) which i also completely forgot about and was pleasantly surprised and um and david arquette as pike's loser friend who turns into a vampire and then even better jen was all the other uncredited actors that i was like wait a minute that's Ricky Lake. She plays a, uh-huh. a, an, a waitress and she's hilarious. And then there's, um, this blew me away. There's, it's just, it's Ben Affleck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, he plays basketball player, uh, number 10 with wow. one line. Yep. Um, and I, and as the school dance was happening, I'm like, they keep cutting to the DJ and I'm like, is that slash from guns and roses? And I'm like, is that him? It was, that was slash. And then, um, a vampire DJ takes over. It's, um, Alexis Arquette. And apparently I didn't notice this at all, but Seth green plays a vampire also uncredited. It was just, that was a lot of fun to catch all that later on. Um, and as a teen, I mean, I love the movie a lot. And 29 years later, not too bad. And the end is when I really laughed out loud again. And I absolutely, for the romance element, I really was into the chemistry between Buffy and Pike. Hmm. It was, it was hot. Um, that, nice. that held up over the years. Good time after all this time. And of course it spawned the whole franchise and, um, which I can't watch because it scares me. So there you have it. I can watch the movie. doesn't <laughs> scare me, but the series does. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. this is this is like this is a perfect place for things that are a little bit spooky but don't really scare people. You know, like that's. Right. I think there's a lot of people who want that niche. So, yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm here to give it to you, folks. I'm here to deliver nice. on the. You won't be scared too much. So my second pick might scare people. Um, <laughs> it is um, called Penny Dreadful. It's a television show. It ran from 2014 to 2016, and it's available on Showtime and Spectrum. There is like a second version of Penny Dreadful that has nothing to do with this story. So I'm not talking about that right now. Just the original. This show is to TV, basically what Bram Stoker's Dracula is to film. It's mm. just this gorgeous recreation of Victorian era horror with amazing attention to period detail and just great acting. So like if you like Bram Stoker's Dracula, you will like to see Penny Dreadful and vice versa. It stars Eva Green, who is I think is an amazing actress, as Vanessa Ives. And she's kind of like a psychic, kind of like a, maybe a, a little bit of a witch. And... um She's an original character, but in the narrative, she's surrounded by characters who were created in the Victorian era, like everything from Victor Frankenstein to Dorian Gray, and then characters from Dracula, including like characters that like, you know, you could imply were in Dracula, but you never read about like Mina Murray's father. So it's this really interesting mix of original storytelling and like nodding to these the Victorian horror that kind of like spawned our tradition, our horror tradition. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a love interest in this too. So Josh Hartnett, um, if you ever wondered what happened to him, plays Ethan Chandler, who's Vanessa Ives' love interest. And Eva Green and him have such great chemistry. And 
one of the things I really love the most about this series, like, like I love how cinematic it is, first of all, but I also love the time that's actually given to women's stories. So it's very much centered on Vanessa Ives and there are whole episodes where it's mostly about the women, including one of my favorites. There's a season two episode called the Nightcomers, And in that episode, Patty Lupone is co-starring with Eva Green and she plays an older witch who mentors Vanessa. I think it's just like one of the best hours of television I've ever seen. I think you could probably even watch that episode as a standalone episode and still get something out of it. Mm. And it's just great acting, especially, and if you're a fan of Patti LuPone, do not miss it. Like for real. She also shows up as like a different character in season three. And it's not even mentioned that she's really a different character. She just comes back and I'm like, that's awesome. I like it. And the only real cautionary note I would give about this series is it did not have the most satisfying ending. And I, I really felt like they said that it wasn't ended prematurely, but to me, it really felt like the show had been ended prematurely. Like they had like this whole other season's worth of storytelling they needed to do. So that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I think like it didn't end in a stupid way either. Mm. So it doesn't leave you feeling like, terrible about the rest of the show just watch it it's it's a great like i kind of wish i owned it right now i'd rewatch it right now if i could it sounds great but i would think you might be scared you might be the nightcomers you might be able to handle i don't know (laughs) well i'll tell you what after you know rewatching uh buffy and then just kind of searching around for kind of semi-scary films that i could watch i went and dreamt about vampires i I dreamt i became a vampire and everybody was becoming a vampire so that alone was up in my up in my dreams so imagine just imagine if penny dreadful just see to me becoming a vampire is goals so any vampires out there like please you know i'm interested it wasn't scary but it was like it was happening and it's like of course (laughs) because i was just thinking about that cool oh but for production value and everything that you said like i love the how what you know bringing like dracula and frankenstein and dorian gray into this world oh cool very cool i'm just happy it exists even if i'll never watch it so my second pick is the 1974 classic Young Frankenstein. It's available on Amazon Prime. I mean, I don't know who doesn't know about it, right? It's Younger a, people might not. Really? Yeah. Very young people? Yeah. Well, it yeah. is 74. Yeah. There are a lot of people in there that are, not a lot of people, but a couple actors who I know were big back then that I, I don't know anything else they've ever been in. So I guess you're right. So it's about the grandson of the infamous scientist. Frankenstein and this young Frankenstein is trying to distance himself from that past. He's he's a serious scientist where his grandfather was just, you know, insane to even try <laughs> what he did. But then he is invited to Transylvania uh to view his grandfather's will and it's where he discovers his grandfather's like notes and his journals about how to, you know, reanimate life. And he's like, it's possible after all. So that's the story, but it's, it's a Mel Brooks film and Gene Wilder film. And hence the whole thing is peeing your pants. Hilarious. If you go for that kind of like, I mean, they're definitely spoofing horror films and specifically the Frankenstein films of the thirties and forties. I mean, it, you know, the, Igor says, walk this way. And then they all like follow the funny way he walks. And Mel Brooks did that in like three other films he did too. And so 
Um, it's no, just, it's super funny. It's super fun. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a while, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, I would say that that's a movie that I would watch pretty much every year. In fact, Lee was just mentioning it the other day that we needed to rewatch it. So, yeah, that's that. my dad showed it to me every year when I was a kid. And, oh. like, for sure, I think it's a once-a-year Halloween movie. Yeah. Oh, yay. So, my third pick is another... <laughs> Victorian era gothic romance. So I kind of have a thing for Victorian era gothic romances, if you can't tell by now. And it is Crimson Peak from 2015, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Of course, he's a great director. And um, if you haven't seen it, um, this stars Mia Wasikowska and Tom Hiddleston. And it's involving like kind of a mysterious Gothic mansion um, that, and the romance between Mia Wasikowska and Tom Hiddleston's characters. And it is just the right blend of scary, gorgeous and romantic for that like cool October night when you just want something great to watch. And I think it would be a, well, it'd be kind of an odd date movie, but like if you're the right kind of person, I think it'd be a good date movie. Have you seen it just out of curiosity, Sophia? No. Okay. No. I you might be able to handle this one. It is it does have some scares though. Okay. So one of the things I love about this movie too is that it also has a great main female character named Edith. And she's this really independent woman um, with her own goals. And her she's the character that you follow throughout the whole story and it's like her curiosity and bravery that help you to slowly unravel like what are the secrets of this house like what does she have to do to survive in this world so Guillermo del Toro films are always visually stunning this one is no exception there's so much attention paid to the production design and costume and if you listen to the um, commentary you find out even more about like how in-depth that was and I just, it's a, it's a beautiful film. Any film nerd should definitely watch it. Would make a great double feature with another Guillermo del Toro film or with Bram Stoker's Dracula and check it out. Oh, and it's available right now on Netflix. So convenient for a lot of people. Nice. My third pick was Ghost. It's available on Netflix right now. And I was, um, I'll be honest, there were other films that I love even more that I wanted to recommend and could not get them anywhere on streaming. So I'm like, well, I do want a romantic ghost story. And well, here it is. And can I tell you, it held up. It held up. And I'm like so pleasantly surprised. And so like it was so worth my time. <laughs> um, you know, it stars Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg, and she is the best. She owned this film. She won Best Supporting Actress for this role. And um, 100% well-deserved. It's directed by Jerry Zucker, who was known for Airplane, Top Secret, and Ruthless People. Um, huh. And I was reading the notes, and it was kind of like, a, it was a big, I don't know, it was a big decision to let him film this movie because of his like slapstick you know past in filmmaking but uh, you know he's made a great love story so they did it it's edited by walter merch who is a three-time oscar winner um one for his editing the english patient so you know when those credits came up uh, you know his name i'm like oh it's gonna be good and he was also nominated for best film editing for ghost so the story, the humor, and the romance, I would say, held up. Um, and it it was just a good old-fashioned ghost love story. I don't know how else to say it. Well, it won Best Screenplay. So 
that's also, you can't go wrong there as well. Um, and the score is slow and full of strings and it really pulls at your heart. And it was nominated for best score and they're um, shirtless guys with abs and so, and it was nominated for best picture. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was nominated for best abs after you said that. And, uh, right. nominated for best abs. Uh, honestly, <laughs> like after the opening, you know, the kind of opening credits and panning in this kind of spooky area. And then you see this wall come down. I remember that from seeing it a long time ago, they knocked on a wall and it's Tony Goldwyn and um, Patrick Swayze shirtless and the lighting, bam, on the abs and i'm like hell yeah let's keep going with this one so that's about it that's all you see um but it was worthwhile and um i cannot hear unchained melody without thinking of this movie i'll I'll never be able to separate it and it's wonderful um these special effects are a little outdated (laughs) and wow things have changed but you can get past it and i personally love the shots of new york in 1990 and like all the location downtown by the stock exchange i worked right near there i mean i walked that every day to work for five years so that was cool yeah that yeah. was fun i rewatched this movie recently and i cried at the end so and i hadn't <gasps> cried at the end when i was younger so <laughs> it grew oh my on God. me i think yeah, yeah. So my fourth and final pick is The Cabin in the Woods from 2012, which is available on Peacock. And I'm sure this is probably well known to a lot of horror fans because it really did something different with the genre, which I'm not going to spoil, but it I will say that it's very meta, okay? And it has nothing to do with the Victorian era this time. <laughs> so this is a movie where the more you know about the horror genre and horror genre tropes, like the funnier this movie will be to you and the more references you will catch. But I really do think that like most people could enjoy this movie. And honestly, I don't think you'd be too scared by it because it's like funny enough. Like it's got right. enough humor in it. Um, all the actors are really great in it. Um, especially like um, somebody named Fran Kranz plays the stoner character And then you've got Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins are playing these kind of men behind the curtain characters. And that's not a spoiler. You see them come up pretty quick in the film. And then there's also a chance to see Chris Hemsworth, also known as Thor, (laughs) outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like this is like the same year, I guess this came out. Well, I I don't know if it was the same year, but this came out roughly around the same time that the first Thor movie came out. So this was before he kind of like went into the stratosphere. So... There's not much romance in this movie, like outside of like this kind of like formulaic variety you can see in like your standard slasher film, but there is so much comedy and there's not as much like gore or like grotesquerie as like your average horror movie. The tone is kept like pretty humorous, but like, like I said, horror fans, like the more, you know, the funnier this is. So it's actually a really great tribute to the horror genre. It's not like, making horror films seem stupid either. It's like kind of celebrating all the different tropes. So I think this is like a must see for any horror fan. And I think it could possibly be like a gateway type movie for people who aren't horror fans to begin with too. So yeah, a lot of things going on. Cabin in the Woods available on Peacock. Okay. And my fourth pick is Practical Magic, which was filmed in 1998. And, um, it's not streaming anywhere for free. And this is Jen's <laughs> freebie to me. Um, and I, we both say go get it at the library. Or if yep. you really want to cough up $3.99 or whatever. But I think it's worth it. Um, 
so worth it that we're recommending it. And it's one of my, it's my favorite witchy story and love to watch it around this time of year. Um, it's about this family of witches, the Owens women, um, and they're all under a generational curse. And to quote from the movie, um, any man who dare loves an Owens woman is bound to end six feet under. So uh, anytime these women are in love or trying to find love, they're the loved one dies. <laughs> and it's, it's a terrible curse, but um, you know, we'll get to that. Um, so it's starring Sandra Bullock as Sally Owens and Nicole Kidman as her sister Jillian. And they live with their aunts, Frances, played by Stalker Channing and Aunt Jet, played by Diane Weist. Sally wants to be the normal person. She doesn't want to be a witch. She's trying to like separate herself from that. Um, and Jillian is a wild child and eventually leaves town. And she gets into trouble and she calls Sally to bail her out. Then they both get into trouble and wind up haunted by an evil spirit. And I just love this cast. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are so beautiful and so funny. And the ants, I mean, Stalker Channing and Diane Weiss, they're just fantastic. They're really, you know, eccentric, eccentrically dressed in the film, beautiful costumes on them. And they are just wickedly funny and charming. And then Aiden Quinn comes in later in the film as the love interest. And I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to steal a word from Jennifer about the production design. It is lush. And <laughs> that Owen's home is so gorgeous the brick walls in the kitchen and lots of beautiful wood and the pantry and the attic and the attached greenhouse for the herb garden and the whole coastal town vibe it's visually beautiful a beautiful set a must see and it's based on the novel practical magic by alice hoffman and um it's very different from the film but still good and i recommend that as well and there you have it cool there you have it so Friends, if you've liked what you've heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and or drop us a line at feedback at everyromcom.com. We'd love to hear what you're streaming and what you're loving these days. And we'll be releasing our new episode next week on Little Monsters, a great zombie rom-com starring Lupita Nyong'o. So stay tuned for that. Happy Halloween. And happy streaming. Happy streaming.